The most valuable commodity on earth today is data. How we make it, use it, move it, and protect it. My name's David McCall. Join me today for the QTS experience. Hey, everybody, it's David McCall with the QTS Experience Podcast. And this time of the year, we offer up a gratitude or thankfulness podcast. It's not a very long one. It's pretty short. But it's one that's important, at least for me, to self-reflect over the things that I'm grateful for. And I believe we should all be grateful for over the past year. In my case, I always have to start off with things of family and, and faith the relationships that I have. Uh, I am remarkably blessed. It doesn't always seem like it. Uh, Families can be lumpy. Your immediate and extended family can be lumpy for sure. But it is an area that I am spectacularly grateful for and love love my family, my children, my spouse. And if you haven't connected, if we have broken relationships Because 2021 was a lumpy year. 2020, of course, was the lumpy year, certainly of our recent lifetime. 2021, not far behind it, for sure, in my case. But so much to be grateful for and thankful for. And I would encourage you that if you have broken relationships with family or friends, for that matter, that need to be mended, that you take the opportunity to do that. I'm not preaching. I've got lumpiness in my life. I just know that when I've resolved them, so much as it's um, available for me to do the resolution, it has done great wonders to restore. And I'm very, very grateful and thankful for my family and friends and the opportunity to restore uh, relationships. Also had a very unique experience this year in that for the first time ever, I participated in something related to Habitat for Humanity. That's what this sure is for or where I received it. And I'd heard of Habitat many times um, or over the decades and meant to participate many times. But whatever the circumstances were, they didn't they didn't come together where I could. And this year I did. And it was one of the most humbling things I've ever participated in. Normally I don't talk about this kind of stuff. You get a lot of criticism or whatever. But I, I just want to throw it out there that if you haven't participated in something like this, or um, any other act of service. We got to participate in things for our vets, uh, for our other community groups. I highly recommend it. One of the things I am grateful for and thankful for are the people who put these programs together for the most vulnerable members of our community. And then we get invited to participate. And if, you, if you've done something like this before, you know what I mean. The, the recipients of these gifts at least in my experience, are spectacularly grateful. It's it's humbling. It's almost embarrassing how grateful they are when really I'm the one and you'll be the one that's blessed if you serve your fellow human beings. We don't check voter registration. We don't check your vaccination status. We just go and serve. Uh, And then the people who organize it, I cannot believe how much work they put into this. You truly have to have a heart and a calling to be part of something like this, to serve your community. There's no big money in it. There's no big operation. It's, it's, It's pretty modest, I think, being generous and yet world class. I am very grateful to the organization that I got to work with and thankful. And it helped put things in perspective with my 
family and friends and relationships and, and really the problems that I have. I don't know for those of you um, that are listening to this, what your world's like, but really most of my problems, all my problems are first world problems. They're, they're not like so many of uh, the folks around us. So I'm, I'm babbling on a little bit, but I am spectacularly grateful for that. I'm very grateful for our viewers and guests, the guests that come on this show. Um, we are well in the hundreds, over 100-something thousand, almost 200,000 listens on the various podcast platforms. Um, we've Our YouTube audience is a little bit more modest, but we've had a number of episodes go up over 1,000 views. And our business and industry, I think that's pretty remarkable. And I'm, it's the quality of guests. It's certainly not me. And so thank you to the viewers and the guests that have come on the show. I really appreciate it. You know, we've had some pretty remarkable people. We've had leaders of industry. We've had leaders um, uh, of academia and higher learning. We've had um, leaders of innovation and new thinking, whether it's from the architect world or the sustainability world or new ways to create sustainable, real sustainable energy without an energy storage in particular, which is near and dear to my heart, with with ideas and programs that don't create many cases as much liability as they do benefit. And we've got to hear from so many people in industry like that or in academia. Uh, philosophy, we've had uh, philosophers come on the show, futurists come on the show. We still have more lined up for the rest of this year and a great 2022 already shaping up. I'm so grateful for their transparency, their honesty, their willingness to come on a show like this. It, they're not scripted. We don't have a we don't agree ahead of time on a long list of questions or anything like that. We got kind of a big idea on why I want them to come on the show and what it is that I'm curious about. And then I I try many times unsuccessfully, but I try to get out of the way and let them have the mic and and have a a really honest, transparent conversation about whatever the topic is. And so to make yourself vulnerable to come on a show like this with somebody you don't know that doesn't have a reputation yet and make yourself vulnerable is a pretty amazing thing. If you don't think it is, go do it yourself or send me a note, drop me a note and offer to come on my show. And what would you like to talk about? Uh, if it's interesting to me and compelling, I'd love to uh, consider it and talk to you about it. But these guests come on from all over the world, and I'm spectacularly grateful to them. Uh, one of the most interesting conversations that I've had this year, that the reason why I say this, that so many of them are just really, really good, but this one, I don't know if disturbed is the right word, but has really sparked something in me. And it was the conversation with Jennifer Wilde. And Jennifer came on our show, Jenny Wilde, to talk about innovation. She's an amazing innovator. And she um, she and Dan McClure, her, her partner and friend, talk about, they're at the innovation ecosystem, talk about how systems have to innovate differently. And you may or may not agree with that. They have a compelling argument and I enjoyed it. But Jenny in particular talks about what she's done in the world of humanitarian relief and aid. And I really am not very familiar with that other than the most cursory casual experience. And it is, um, it's a spectacular sacrifice. You have to have a heart and an intellect and a willingness to dive into these 
spectacularly frustrating and usually tragic situations. And to do it over and over again, to be sane, um, to continue to do it and to leverage your experience also in the private sector to do that. It's remarkable. If you haven't heard that conversation just for yourself, when you get time, I would recommend you go back to that particular conversation. She's talking about innovating and how innovation has to change, not just make the cardboard box easier to ship to areas of relief, but how do we change how we bring relief to human beings that through no fault of their own, these are not political activists, these are not terrorists, these are not um, anarchists, or these are children, these are elderly, these are people literally like you and I, exactly the same, trying to go about their day and their governments or their world or their borders crumble around them. Most human beings, almost without exception, want to raise their babies in peace, give them a future, provide for themselves and an honest, hard work. And so many of these people just devastated, either systemically or a natural thing that's happened or whatever. And Jenny Wilds helped tackle that. And she talks about how innovation needs to continue to evolve in order to help these folks. So that was one of my favorite conversations so far this year. There's, there's a bunch of them, but that one really affected me deeply. One of the things that I'm also very grateful for, and this will be curious to a lot of people who know me, is the vaccination. While I happen to get vaccinated, I don't have a hard stance on get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. What I think is remarkable is the scientists and researchers that were able to create something, again, political noise aside, that gave options to people of the world. And so this isn't a this isn't a pontification on a particular should you or shouldn't you not be. As a libertarian, I think you work that self out for yourself with your community. You guys solve that. But just the fact that the scientists and researchers around the globe responded and created something, iterated on it, continued to iterate on it at the speed in which they did it, that they continue to do that and to give you an option to say, you know what, this is right for me, or it's not right for me, or or this serves my community, or however it works for you, but that we get the option to participate in that is remarkable. It is a remarkable, I am spectacularly grateful to the scientists and researchers that tirelessly, um, many times their efforts called into question about their their motives behind it, uh, that worked on that program and continue to work on that program. And with that in mind, that all public service groups have come under pressure in the last 24 months. I think that goes without saying 18 months, but probably 24 months on how we respond to the ongoing challenges of COVID. Uh, The three that come to my mind are those that are serving our community to protect the law enforcement people, healthcare workers, and teachers. I don't know of very many other groups of people that had to either put themselves in the middle of a situation that's uncertain to many of them. You know, if you're a healthcare worker and whatever you're Uh, the world thinks, or you personally think of the risks involved with COVID, if you're a healthcare worker, put on a mask, come to work. Uh, 
Come, come and help your other human beings. And you may be putting yourself, what if you have uh, vulnerable people in your family <clears throat> that if you get sick, it's so easily transmitted to them. They're, the ability for, the ability for them to process through and keep working through that i have friends that are nurses and they're paid in many cases bonuses to come in and do their job and work extra long shifts or extra long days i i see them doing it i see the stress that they're under teachers with uh, tele um, learning still really in its infancy at the, at the mass scale. I'm not talking about universities or college. I'm talking about the elementary, um, or high school or even middle school, uh, levels. Most teachers have a calling to be a teacher and they, they, we know that culture is developed the best by being in a circle, being knee to knee, belly to belly, whether that's teaching, a math or science or humanitarian or the social sciences, or just learning how to get along with others. You don't do that through a screen. Not well, anyway, not for most people. And so to affect these dual competing things, some people are remote, some are in the classroom. We have to mandate these different distance protocols and how we're doing testing. And and I, as a teacher, I really want to get uh, the right education to these children to give them the best opportunity to learn and to evolve in their life. You want to talk about pressure criticized by everybody in the news every day about what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. It's amazing that they don't all just quit and tell us to just stick it in our ear because they're constantly second guessed. And I'm not saying we don't hold each other accountable, that we don't hold our boards accountable, that we don't hold our teachers and the parents, all of us accountable. That's not what I mean. What I mean is I'm grateful to them and I want to extend them grace as we, in good faith for almost everybody, work out how we go about helping our children flourish and how we teach them. Hopefully we can all do that. I'm thankful for the leaders that are stepping out with courage and empathy in the States anyway, and I'm hoping in the rest of the world with common sense and um, looking to unify people and not divide. It just seems like we are struggling in so many ways to, um, to find that unifying message without setting up a straw man to knock down. And yet I'm seeing more and more a variety of political persuasion that are stepping out with courage, managerial courage, we call it in business, to say, look, um, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I'm holding my own party, not the other political groups, my group accountable for how we're behaving, how we are handling ourselves with integrity and and um, character. And if those among us are behaving inappropriately, that we hold them accountable and that we should be for unification and finding a way to help our communities build. I am amazed how more and more folks are, are doing that. I hope more join, um, but I'm certainly amazed by that. I'm also amazed by my industry. You want to talk about gratitude, the data center and interconnected world, whether that's the 
data center proper, the industry that I'm in, the connectivity of it, the protection of it, the cybersecurity world, the people that are laying the infrastructure, whether that's subsea cables or fiber or satellite or all the ancillary pieces, the, the people that protect those sites, the people that service those sites, the technicians that come and go day after day, the electricians, the plumbers, the IT staff, constantly, if we didn't have data centers and an interconnected world, this this health crisis would be exponentially, it'd be incalculable, the difference. We, we, we wouldn't know. There's no way to tell if we weren't able to facilitate the things, whether it's the medicine things, the, the learning, um, the ability to do our jobs for many of us, the ability to entertain ourselves, the ability to get to psychiatric help. If we didn't have this interconnected world, it would be um, it would be significantly different. And I shudder to think what it would look like. So I'm very grateful to our industry, to the people that are around the industry that participated in helping to build and continue to bolster the infrastructure that allows us to serve each other online. I'm thankful for the leaders in my organization. It hasn't been easy. I'm sure it's the same in your organization. It hasn't been easy. Which which path do we follow? How do we take care of the citizens that we have in our charge? How do we how do we as we make a profit? Businesses have to make a profit. That's not our purpose, but that's one of the things that we do to stay open. How do we protect our constituents? How do we protect our shareholders? How do we protect our customers? How do we serve our employees? While navigating the complexities of healthcare, and um, you know, we're, we've all basically become HIPAA organizations with all of the the various testing and things that have to be done just to come into a facility or interact with each other. It's remarkable, and I my hats off to my industry and to my organization in particular, who I love very much. I've been here for 17 years, which just still cracks me up at this uh, at QTS, and I'm very grateful to um, their stick to itness. My coworkers, my peers, not just my leaders they're they're amazing people, but my peers, the the intestinal fortitude of the people around me, how they serve each other and how they serve their communities is pretty remarkable. And hopefully you're in an organization like that. If you're not, you should look up QTS and see what we're all about. It's uh, it's an amazing place to be, and I'm spectacularly grateful. I also would be remiss if I didn't mention, kind of tongue-in-cheek, one of the things I'm very grateful for in 2021 I got introduced to this addiction called disc golf. If you've never played disc golf, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up on YouTube. Go watch some of the recent videos on what it's like. I've heard, I don't have a way to verify it, that it's the fastest growing sport in America. And I agree. I bet it is. It is spectacularly fun. It gets me outside, gets me in parks all over my community, the the group of people that I interact with. They're of every age. I am usually trounced by people in their 50s, 60s, even 70s. You'd expect it from the young guns, um, but the uh, but the folks more in my direct peer group are just handing it to me. But it's such a fantastic, great community, great exercise. And, um, you know, Lord knows, especially as we head into Thanksgiving, I need more exercise. But I highly recommend if you're looking for something that maybe used to be a 
runner or a tennis player or more of an impact sport, and you'd like something that's not very expensive, very easy to understand and participate in, and you probably have a number of really good disc golf courses within 30 minutes of wherever you're at, if you're here in the States and in most parts of the world, I recommend you check it out. For 30 bucks, you can be out on that course for free. Most courses are free. Go enjoy it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, shoot me a a note, david.mccall at qtsdatacenters.com, and I'll be happy to uh, point you in the right direction. And lastly, I would love, I would be remiss if I didn't thank God and my community of faith that has protected me and my family and has allowed me to uh, serve. If you're not a person of faith, whatever it is in your community that helps bring you peace and blessing and joy, if you are a person of faith, whatever that is, I hope you continue to have a a great experience with that. For me personally, I just want to thank the Lord for his many blessings and his kindness. So here in the States, we're about to celebrate Thanksgiving in just uh, a day. And I hope wherever you are, that you have an opportunity, a long, long list of things that you're grateful for and thankful for. We'll be back next week with some more great podcasts. I think you're going to enjoy them. We've got a number of really cool ones lined up for the rest of this year. And we'll then start off 2022 with uh, some really amazing conversations. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to the QTS Experience. I'll see you next time, everybody.